to the latest installment of the SUS News Podcast Series, where we interview newsmakers and discuss the news and applications that are relevant to the global unmanned technologies community. I'm your program host, uh, Patrick Egan, and let's say hello and welcome to our co-host, Mr. Gene Robinson. Hello, Mr. Egan. How are you, sir? A little sick. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I hate to say that, but I am too. So if we sound a little off or like we're in a pipe, uh, cedar fever has struck here in the hill country, and it has gotten everyone. Oh, I know. It's it's crazy. Um, but, you know, soldiering through. What else are you going to do? You know, I mean, you got to go with it. Um, so it's been a while since we had the podcast. People are like, oh, you know, I mean, I get uh, lots of feedback from folks. And, uh, you know, oh, what about the podcast? And, and, you know, I tell them, well, you know, I'm so busy, I feel like Ryan Seacrest without the money. So, uh, you know, we're trying. I'm trying to get this back going. Um, We've got another episode of Drone TV. I'm just waiting up for the hard drive um, from Oslo, Norway, which ought to be interesting. Coming back from the holidays, it's uh, people are coming out of the woodwork. Um, things are happening, um, lots of of action going on. It's just kind of hard to get it all together. Anyway, this week we're going to talk about the events and non-events of 2014 in what is aptly called the grind. And, uh, you know, a lot of things going on. Uh, the AP just released a story this morning that I'm interviewed in, and I put it out there on the Twitter and whatnot, very hard to get... Uh, com- a complex issue and break that down into digestible sound bites for the layperson, let alone people that know what's going on. I, would, I struggled with that. But indeed, Brendan uh, Shulman's also on it, and we uh, we talked. Or he he gave an interview too. It was pretty good overall. I thought it was a good piece. But you guys will have to check that out. Anything anything catch your eyes lately here, Eagle Eye Robinson? Well, I've got to tell you that uh, not only you have been videoed, but uh, for our Canadian listeners up there on Discovery Channel tonight, you will see a segment that covers the positive use of unmanned aircraft in forensics anthropology. I know that uh, some of the folks that may have been at uh, at the expo last year may have heard me talk about some of the things that we're doing with the San Marcos or Texas State University body farm. I know it's a bit macabre sounding, but, um, you know, uh, flying around over uh, folks laying out there in the field. But uh, it's very interesting, and it uh, it showcases the use of uh, unmanned aircraft for a positive use. So I want to throw that out there to our Canadian listeners, or, you know, if you're up north, you know, pretty close to the border, you might be able to get that on Discovery Channel Canada. Cool. Hopefully, uh, we'll get a link or something to that, and we can uh, tweet that out for people to to see. It's always good to see professionals in the field. Um, it is funny. I do. Uh, I get comments all the time, and I got uh, there were a whole bunch of emails in my email box today. A lot of these stories on, let's say, technology blogs about drones, and people are like, you know. These people are crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. Yada, yada. Yes, that's very true. Um, I read these things. I just laugh. It's absurd 
uh, how, uh, let's say, the disinformation that's going on out there and the conjecture about drones and what's legal and what isn't legal, and, and we'll get into all of that, but really... Uh, it's just, they're just click hounds. A lot of these people, I mean, drones are hot and these sites just get tons of, um, clicks and they just write whatever. They don't know what the, what they're talking about. The other thing I've done is I've kind of fired up my, my drone dealer, the drone dealer, uh, account on Twitter where I could go over there and kind of, uh, let's say run free off the chain. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I moved away from some of the, uh, you know, stuff on, uh, let's say, uh, too much reality on the SUS News Twitter account, just so I could be a little bit freer. So if you if you you don't, you don't have enough snark in your life, check out uh, at the Drone Dealer on Twitter, and you can get more snark. <laughs> if you're ever in a snark deficiency. All right, so there's lots of hearings going on. There's hearings today. We have some good people up there. Um, talking to Congress. Uh, I don't know if you've been watching these. I guess it's going to happen in about an hour. I, I don't. I'm not really watching any of these. It's uh, it's uh, it's almost makes me. Um, I watch them, and uh, sometimes the people that are testifying, some of the folks, that makes me uh, very frustrated um, with what's going on. Your take, Gene. You know, having uh, uh, participated in some of those hearings, and I, I, as well as they are orchestrated in the in the uh, fact that you have to submit your, uh, they'll submit you questions, and you have to submit their answers before they will even consider using you. Uh, this thing is better orchestrated than uh, a reality TV show. So, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things that uh, I, I kind of tend to, to look at with a sideways glance. And, uh, may I add, almost as vacuous as the reality TV shows. <laughs> it really, I, it's just, ah, God, makes me sick. Anyway, um, staying in the union last night, um, I almost needed, I, I felt like, I don't want to get too political, but I, I almost felt like I had to break out the canoe <clears throat> uh, to stay above the uh, the BS that was being thrown out there, but whatever. Um, I'll go along. I wanted to go along with it. There I was. Yeah, but I couldn't. Um, you know, I didn't hear, you know, the thing about the drones, and you did. Maybe you could paraphrase, uh, give us a little commentary on, on the State of the Union, Gene. Well, well, we know that uh, in the context of the military vein that uh, uh, Mr. President said that he would control technologies such as drones and make sure that they were, you know, maintained uh you know a tight rein so to speak and i understand that uh, they're talking about military stuff but you can bet your bottom dollar that that's going to come right back down to the very bottom of the civilian end of it as well so i'm i'm a little concerned about that statement so we'll just have to wait and see how that pans out well that's interesting because i've been told on multiple occasions and we'll get into some of that that uh, i should be encouraged because the White House is going to say positive things about drones and positive things about the commercial use of drones. Uh, I will say that uh, what I caught in the kumbaya speech, uh, I didn't hear anything about the president taking responsibility for the safety of the NAS. I did not hear that. So, not encouraged. Um, well, I mean, we've heard so many, and I, I hate to get off on a political bent, but, you know, yeah, we've, we've heard it. a lot of things. We, we've 
we've heard a lot of things out of the administration that were going to be and are should be and that sort of thing, and it hasn't come to fruition. So I, I, I guess I'm a little cynical about uh, some of the things that, that could come out. I think you've been hanging out with me too long. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. That's probably rubbed off on me. Yeah, dang it. I know. Well, you know, it was. You know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I remain encouraged. Um, the DHS UAS summit. I don't know if you uh, got in on that call. I'm not really as a journalist, but <clears throat> to speak about it, I uh, I was shut out. Because I was a journalist, and all of the representatives said um, that they would not speak if members of the media, even though it's a public hearing, um, if members of the media was there. I, the outrage, that the lacking outrage is glaring. Uh, it, it's just, well, it is beyond. You know, since you can't speak, Patrick, let me. Because I'm not the best. I'm just here talking on the radio with everybody else. The one thing that was brought up, a statement was made, and this is near and dear to my heart, uh, and it was made by a legal beagle that uh, apparently has some standing with the agency. And there was mention made that if a private individual wants to go up and help law enforcement in a search, and law enforcement is okay with it, hey, it's okay. Knock your lights out. There was a lot of I'm going to say uh, misinformation. I will say that, okay, this is, I'm going to take the journalism hat off and put on the American hat. I did not like, there was a uh, lawyer from the FAA who, it's probably the same person, I don't know, uh, who wrote that seven-page document, put it out there, and basically what has happened, you know, again, the Constitution right out the window is anybody now flying uh, a a uh, RC unmanned whatever whatever you want to call it is now suspect, and they are suspect now in the eyes of the DOJ, DHS, federal police, law enforcement, whatever else. There was that. There was also pictures of uh, commonly known aircraft that uh, people are buying with uh, mocked up C4 and other types of nefarious bombs and whatnot strapped to them that were ridiculous. Um, and I got to tell you that uh, a lot of people they had uh, a lot of the a lot of the manufacturers and whatever else had representative in the representatives in the room, and nobody said a thing. It was. I'm afraid I had a problem with that. Well, you know, I, I didn't. Uh, I'm not there. I, you know, I thought about going to the meeting personally, but uh, I'm getting down to the deal now where it's like, hmm, let's see, do I want to go and spend my money to defend an industry, you know, where I'm, I don't, I, you know, or do I want to go on a family vacation this year? Family vacation won out. So, I think a, a, a let's say another. Landmine was stepped on by the community. I just don't get it. I, I got to tell you, you know, people are like, oh, you sound like you're a little, uh, you know, down about the situation. I'm not dismayed. I'm alarmed. I mean, I will tell you now that in the hands of law enforcement, there are pictures of what most of this community flies with mocked up bombs on it. And now <clears throat> with the edict put out by the FAA, you are a suspect, you know, and you're not, there's really it even says in there, there's really you're not breaking any laws. You know, there's there's and, guidance. 
and and to further that, I, I don't mean to be alarmist or anything like that, but it, it, to further that, there is the memo or the directive out now that your local law enforcement agency will act as an enforcement arm for the FAA, or they would like you to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, uh, I've already spoken with some of the, uh, the SOs and folks around here on law enforcement, and they looked at it and just kind of said, really? Like, we'll do that right in between arresting criminals and uh, chasing down bank robbers and stuff like that. We'll be right on it. Well, the thing that concerns me about this is drones are hot right now. It's a hot topic. People, every, I mean, you know, it used to be I walked down the street. Nobody gave me a second look. I walked out the other day. I got one of these unique Q500s, which is actually not a bad bird. And I'm taking it out, and now everybody looks at me. I get, you know... I don't want to, you know, housewives or whatever, or people, uh, kids, whoever. People come up to me now, and they want to see the drone. They know what a drone is. They want to talk about it. Um, I don't, you know, the idea that all of a sudden I'm out in the park here, you know, or whatever, and I'm flying, you know, and uh, Johnny Law comes by and starts busting my hump, and I'm not doing anything. So what's happening is the absurdity at the FAA laying out these edicts you know, um, you're, you're chilling my constitutional rights. You know, where's the ACLU when they're, you know, talking about chilling my First um, First Amendment uh, rights? It's, it's totally absurd. The other thing I'm going to have to put out there is anybody flying anything on a string that's tethered, kite, balloon, whatever, for commercial purposes, and this means you, used car salesman, needs a commercial ticket. So <clears throat> basically, I don't agree with this, but... This is where the nuttiness is going. Your mileage may vary. I just cannot believe, and, and I'm going to get on a rant here, and then people are like, oh, buddy, you see me or all the money that these companies and people are throwing at this effort and the attorneys and the rest of the you know lobbyists and all the rest of that stuff, throwing your money away. That's all I see right now. Go ahead. Well, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, you know, we we tend to throw all these things out there that are kind of onerous and, and, you know, it kind of makes us sound like we're being cynics on the whole thing. But more than anything else, this is a cautionary tale for our listeners. This is more information for you guys that are out there flying in the field, both for fun and commercially, to be aware of what could potentially occur when you're out there using the drone of your choice. So let's let's keep that in context, guys. That you know this is what we're trying to do. We're not trying to be a downer. We're not trying to. We're just trying to give you a heads up. Hmm. Yes, we are trying to give you a heads up. And actually, even in um, in the past, and I haven't really gone public with this one, but basically uh, during the arc. You know, and I didn't go public with it because I didn't want to reinforce anybody's ideas. But basically, during the arc, uh, the ATO representative, and you know her well, said um, she's she's. I think she was president of the Gene Robinson fan club for a while. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Uh, well, anyway, so she says uh, basically, if you're not on a hobby field, you are not following the hobby rules. And this was part of the enforcement deal. So anybody, what that really meant to me was that anybody not flying on an AMA field or other hobby-sanctioned field is automatically suspect. Come full circle here now to 2015, and that is exactly what they did. You know, 
That's what you got. Now, I'm just reading the quote here from the State of the Union Address. And, uh, you know, I will read it, uh, the paragraph. As Americans, this is the full excerpt here, this is a quote. As Americans, we respect human dignity even when we're threatened, which is why I prohibited torture and work to make sure our use of new technology like drones is properly constrained. And, uh, you know, next we go into anti-Semitism and, uh, you know, some other things. I don't want to go into that. But anyway, properly constrained. I don't think that's a good thing for us. I'm not encouraged. I do not hear a commercial drone in there. Again, I think our money's being wasted. Anyway... That you, again, you know, your, your ta- other people's take on it may be something else. I know uh, people do have other take on that, so, but we'll leave that one for that. There you go. Now we're going to move on to CES, unless you had one other thing to say, Gene. I do. I have one other positive thing that I'd like to say is that, uh, as many of our listeners know, um, I was a, the pilot in command for a search that went on in Plano, Texas in September. And that was under the uh, guidance of NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology. And uh, they came out, or we completed a a full report, a comprehensive report. And if you would like to see uh, an example of how it's done, uh, you can Google up NIST Internal Report 8033. That's NIST Internal Report 8033. And it's titled Deployment of Unmanned Aerial Vehicles to Texas Under an Emergency Certificate of Authorization. So uh, it, it's kind of a good read, but I just wanted to throw it out there. If you if you wanted to go look that up, you could uh, read it and, and uh, see how it's done. All right. That's good. You know, um, I think more positive information is a good thing to have. So, okay. Uh, yeah. see- CES, <clears throat> CES, um, you know, this kind of confirms what I've been saying for a while about these drones being uh, consumer electronics, and not really. There, there's two different. There are definitely two different groups. You have the FAA who thinks they're aircraft, which is a whole other debacle, you know. And then you have people who think they're consumer electronics. Um, the section for unmanned systems at CES was just overrun. The booths were just chock full of people. DJI's booth was standing room only. Couldn't even get in there. My hat's off to the folks that were working that show. I mean, it, it, it was crazy, Gene. It was just crazy. Um, everybody was in there. I mean, I saw the guy with the badge from Martha Stewart Productions. You know, she's got a drone. Everybody's in there. All the news groups. Samsung, everybody. Uh, the videos, I took videos of the press conference and I took video of another panel discussion. And they are at the SUS News uh, YouTube channel. I could probably do, on the panel discussion, I could probably do a 10,000-word dissertation. If I had time, I would do it. I think it would be very, uh, let's say, telling of the misinformation, the stall, Ten years of no action. Um, I mean, I sat there with a uh, holding back laughter the whole time. I gave myself a headache with a smile. So it's not all downer stuff. Um, And I will say, the other thing I want to say is uh, Gary Shapiro, who is the president of CEA. We had a dude like him, very polished, very professional. We had a guy like him, we would be in the nest. He's, uh, He's very polished and professional. Glad to see they're kind of jumping on board. Um, 
Did you watch the videos, Gene? Uh, I did watch some of them, not all of them, but, uh, yeah, my, my schedule has been a little tight with uh, the holidays and all. But, uh, yeah, you know, that's one of the things that we have been missing is a eloquent and well-spoken mouthpiece, if you will. Um, we tend to kind of bludgeon our way through it. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, the guy's polished. Looks, we have a caller, and this caller was at the show. Let's bring him on. Um, and this is Mr. Kirby, is it not? Yes, it is. Greetings, gentlemen. How are Hi. you today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I uh glad to hear you guys talking about the about this stuff. And uh yeah, I didn't actually make C E S um because I was I was working so I had to kidnap Patrick for dinner to kinda of get the lowdown of it. But uh, but uh yeah, I I wanted to to uh I'm obviously preaching to the conductors of the choir, you know, before you guys got off the got off the uh FAA uh, stuff, but um, but yeah, with the CES, it's it's clear that the drones are here, and that the government, you know, now five years behind or more and more. You know, that's coming from a noob. I've been in this two years, and it must be really frustrating for you guys because I, I see how frustrating it is for me, just as all the new people getting in and uh, covering the stuff that uh, is just basically wrong. They don't know the history of the Perker case. They don't know the history that the federal judge got it right. And then the unelected bureaucrats turned that decision over. And uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's got to be really frustrating for you guys who have been in this for a long time. You know, we well, see a little bit of, of progress going forward just because of the masses is creating a momentum towards, okay, we're going to have to do something. But my confidence that that something is going to be right is very low. Well, you had some insight. We did have dinner and an adult beverage with uh, Werner. And, you know, you had some insight into the 333 thing. I've been hearing a lot of, let's say, opinion insight about the 333 exemption. And why don't you go ahead and, and maybe, you know, you had some insight. So go ahead and why don't you share that and then I'll share mine. The 333 exemption. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, well, there's, you know, there's some, some uh, of several companies in Hollywood and now some real estateers who have got this 333 exemption. But um, a pilot's license to, to fly a, a, a drone. So, you know, I'm coming at this strictly from the aerial cinematography realm, which is line of sight below 400 feet maybe with we use fpv as backup you know but uh and so that uh, that whole idea is absolutely absurd you know the the uh most of a pilot's license uh, education is about meteorological stuff well i'm not flying from here to phoenix so when i my meteorological knowledge needs to be an uh, since I have a five-minute flight time, I walk outside and see if it's windy or rainy. You know, it, so it's just uh, seems to me uh, an absurd thing, and that these guys, instead of instead of getting behind Perker and getting behind some some legal fights against them to fight for our rights, 
they said, okay, we'll play along and join your club because we think that we're going to get, you know, we're that that you're going to give us special favors because of it. And I just don't think it's going to work out. I think I think that uh, what what the uh, certainly the aerial cinematography community should be doing is fighting for the idea that property rights extend a reasonable distance in the air and uh, below 400 feet is not in the navigable airspace. And uh, the the federal judge got it right, and uh, the FAA has no jurisdiction over this. Well, all of that stuff is debatable. And, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't play one on TV and all the rest of that Nonsense, but I, I will say, you know, somebody today or yesterday tweeted out there's like 200 plus drone lawyers in the United States, and uh, you know, there's people could take up the cause. Uh, you know, everybody's waiting for someone to step in with a boatload of cash and hire them to do it, or what? I don't know. Whatever. All I know is it's conceptually the 333 exemption. Um, it's bizarre. You know, they, they yeah. this it's a statistics deal, okay? So they come out and they say, well, we give them three exemptions to motion picture, which you can't even turn on the TV. If you watch cable TV, drones have been in your life for years. You know, I think Turtle yeah. Man has got a drone, you know? I don't yeah. have teeth, but I got a drone, you know? Um, so we're conceptually, we're talking about onesie, twosies, when in reality, what's out there is tensie, twenty thousandsies. And oh, yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. There is the safety of the NAS thing is a red herring. You can't, you cannot say, I mean, I talk to people at CES, hundreds of thousands of these have been sold. You know, we're talking about where the FAA begged or lobbied NTSB to have uh, jurisdiction over model aircraft. Those are aircraft too. There's what, 400,000 GA aircraft in the United States, and now you're talking about adding, let's say, another 800,000, 750,000 aircraft to your purview with no more money, no more manpower, right. no ideas. You know, what, what, I, it just, yeah. it's not going to work. It just will not no. work. And for people that sit there in the room, when they sit there and, uh, you know, the quasi supposed advocates go, oh, it's progress. Three people got, you know, it's, yeah, it's not yeah, even frustrating no, no, or maddening. Absurd. Yeah, the uh, I mean, and, and plus the fact they need to put. Uh, I wish that we could just sit down with them, with some industry leaders, and say and deal with the fear, because they just have this vague thing. Oh well, because it's you know uh, because drones could be used for evil. Well, anything can be used for for evil. Let's talk about the fears and how regulating. A commercial, you know, making commercial use illegal is going to protect you from whatever you're afraid of. If you're afraid that some terrorist is going to try to fly a, a, a drone into the intake of a taking off jet or something like that, guess what? No law you pass is going to stop it. Um, yeah. you know, so let's deal with the fears. Let's deal with the safety issues. It's uh, I love the when I was at the, your expo last year. The, the first thing they brought up was a drone that that went down in a crowd. And, and mind you, that you know things have come a long way in two years. The technology surpassed the reliability has grown off the charts. So anyway, the drone went down in the in the crowd. Two people were treated on the scene for cuts and abrasions. But you know what the event was? 
The event was running of the Bulls. 30 people went to the hospital participating in the event, and a couple people were treated for scratches because the drone went down, and now, and now uh, commercial use is banned because of that. Let's put things into perspective. Thousands of people die in car crashes, yet we're still able to drive. So let's uh, you know put the whole safety thing in perspective. Yeah, and unfortunately, that perspective doesn't really translate to this because you know the FAA will come back and say, "Well, we don't regulate you know cars, and we don't regulate whatever we we do aircraft." But I, right. you know, as far as the feelings go and assuaging you know people's misgivings and feelings, I say you keep your feelings for Valentine's Day. I want to see yeah. scientific data. I want to see right. third-party peer-reviewed data. You know, that's what I want to see. I don't want to hear any more excuses. I don't. There's there's ways for the FAA to collect data, and it's called the GAATA survey. I've only been talking about it for you know, oh I don't know, five years. The FAA, the people at the UASIO, nobody seems to know about it, but that is how they gather the data. <clears throat> it's the collection matrix to figure out the safety of the NAS. And I'm going to tell you right now, right. safety of the NAS numbers are made up. It's all arbitrary horse crap. And it's made up on illegal operations, which they say they can't collect data on illegal operations. That's not true. The people in the UASIO are not, I'd say, <clears throat> fully informed of what's going on at the FAA. But I'm not an expert. I'm just uh, some guy out here. But anyway, that's what I, I want to see data. I want to see hard numbers. I don't want, I don't care about anybody's feelings anymore. Feelings you can't. Right, you know. and, and I don't want to, and I don't want the data to be. Uh, I saw a drone in the distance. We'll classify that as a near miss. You know, well, uh, there's and, a procedure and, but, but for I, that. Yeah, there is a procedure for that. I I wrote a story about it. Now I know that all of the uh, people that write about drones read my stories because I see my stuff in there. I'm not tooting my own horn. Nobody touched it. There is a procedure that the FAA is supposed to enact where they get yeah. the tapes from air traffic control, where they sequester the airplanes and the crews. It is already an outline deal. The, uh, there are already other documents and, and ways to collect this information, yet the FAA chooses not to do it. So what is the problem? Are we really concerned about the safety of the NAS? Are you concerned about sandbagging things? I mean, I'd love to have the FAA on here and say, you know, how come you're not collecting this data? How come right. you're not collecting the safety data? How come you're not collecting the data on near misses? What is going on over there? And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hear, or I'm not, I don't want to sit here and hear, and I'm totally on the rant now, but I want to hear we don't have the money and the manpower. BS. This is what you're supposed to do. Do your job. Get the data. Get these in the air. You can't tell me when I'll ask both of you, and you, do, do both of you as fair-minded people think that with hundreds of thousands of these flying around, all the near supposed near mists, the hearsay, um, you think the mass is a safer place than it would be if we had some common sense regulation for a lot of people to uh, operate it. And I'll go to our guest first. Pat, what do you think? Um, well, absolutely. We all want some common sense regulation. You know, they're, they did their um, their uh, little safety video, you know, um, mm. and that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a 50-pound rabbit. Yeah, awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, and, uh, and that we would like to, minus the don't fly for money, which was the 
to me the blaring thing that stuck out as wait a minute why not you know if everything else is kind of common sense don't fly their airports don't fly your people don't you know all of these common sense things and then don't fly for money well why not <laughs> you know there's well, a good reason for that but but we'd love to see some some regulations uh to that uh to those effects but common sense regulations keeping in in mind that America was based on the principle that the government trusts the people, but the people don't trust the government. Now we have the total flip side of that, where the government doesn't trust the people to do anything, and yet they want us to trust them with uh, every action in our daily lives. And that's the opposite of what America was based on, and that really uh, bothers me that no one's willing to stand up for that principle. Well, I think that there's, you know, there may be some gaps in the age thing that may account for that. But uh, I will say, yeah. you know, in Rome, you know, the, the reference to the pyramids at Giza, how many Americans do you think have been in Egypt lately? Yeah, especially the younger set. Probably not too many. Kind of dangerous. Can't really relate yeah. to that. How, how about a roller coaster and a landmark in America that maybe these kids went on a family vacation and saw? I don't, Just saying... I don't know. The other thing is, is, you know, don't take money, but on the other hand, do take a lesson. So you go to the AMA's website, and people offer lessons, and they charge. Yeah. You know? I mean, right. Uh, I, you know, the thing is, is, you know, you don't have to be a super genius, uh, I don't think, to figure all this stuff out. You You just have to step back, take an objective look, get your mind out of the beltway, and, uh, you know, Move forward. Absolutely. Now, Gene, I'm gonna, well, I want to I want to give Gene a chance to comment on this. Sure. Put your foot in it, Gene. Go ahead. Huh? Uh, me? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The common sense regs. I mean, we've we've been talking this for a long time. Uh, you know, you could really get me spooled up on this one, and and I won't because I know we're running kind of short on time, but. Uh, you know, there are easy ways to do it. The AMA has been doing it for 50 years under AC 9157, and they've had, what, like maybe one or two claims? That is an astounding safety record. So why can't we replicate it out there in the, in the NAS using uh, these small unmanned aircraft? You know, uh, again, emotion rules the day. That's all i got to say about that. Well, I'm going to add two yeah. points on that. You know, if one watches the videos from CES, you will see Rich Hansen stands up and he talks about, uh, you know, our RC hobby, which is now drone thing, aircraft. And uh, they've been around longer than manned aircraft. Okay. So he says, well, you know, uh, unmanned aircraft have been around since before manned aircraft. He sits down, Toscano gets up from AVSI and says that they came out of the military. I'm, I'm you know, I, I want to... I want to jump up and start screaming, are you, you know, what's wrong with people? I see this narrative all the time. People that are supposed to be in the know. Oh, drones came out of the military. Really? You know, because the whole yeah. air environment line came out of the hobby world. The Scan Eagle, the Arison, you know, uh, a lot of these, you know, Tiger Shark, I could go on and on, came out of the hobby world, used hobby components, and you're you know even even the uh the, the history of the predator the guy that built the gnat didn't think of it as a weapon 
It was co-opted by the military. They've co-opted this whole airspace integration effort. I have had people beat me up about that. No, no, the military's not leading the integration effort. <clears throat> Good thing it's a family program because I'm ready to yell uh, BS <laughs> on that one because um, that's just not the case. The case is is that the arc that's going on now is populated by DOD vendors. The ASTM chaired by a DOD vendor. The RTCA co-chaired by a DOD vendor. You know, the uh, even now AVSI is on the arc. They take their marching orders from the Diamond and Platinum members. They are a military, a pro-military organization. And I guess I'm going to close with I have no confidence in anybody uh, at this effort right now. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that at CES. I had everybody come up to me and talk to me and ask me what I thought. And I just, I'm telling everybody right now, no confidence. Some groups are counterproductive to the cause. And I guess I'm going to yeah. leave it on that. Pet, our guest, if you have any last comments. Um, just that I, I think that um, the commercial users are going to be safer than the, than the, uh, the people who just got their Phantom for Christmas and are out there trying it out, you know. The, we're going to have a insurance. We're going to have a substantial investment involved in our in our craft, and uh, and so we're not going to let just anybody fly it. So I think that the the regulations have it exactly backwards, um, and that and that there. If, I don't know how much time time we got, but I'll, I'll be quick. The if I throw a hammer into a crowd, there's a law against that. There's charges I can get. Just apply existing laws to drones. You don't need to do any kind of special thing. If I if I climb over Miley Cyrus and Spence, oh, not her, someone else. But uh, there's a law against that. You know, to take photographs, the, there's laws against that. Just apply those to drones. Don't make special. Uh, you don't need to make special considerations for it, and you don't need the FAA to govern the whole thing. Well, I concur with the notion that the commercial users probably going to be uh, have more training, insurance, things like that. The other notion that the hobbyist is safer and therefore should be allowed to fly anywhere is absurd. And anybody that trots it out, as far as I'm concerned, makes themselves look stupid. There you go. Um, there you go, Gene. In closing, I know I, I pretty much I just lit a fire right there, but uh, <clears throat> in closing, would you like to add anything, sir? You know what I'd like to say is spring is coming up, guys. The weather is going to start getting good. Keep the stick back. Keep it sane. Keep it safe. Sounds good. We're going to end it on that. Thank everyone. Our next episode, I will say, is hopefully going to be uh, with Professor Tony Dyson, if we can work this all out. He's the creative force. He built the uh, R2-D2 robot, and uh, he's moved forward into super drones. So stay uh, stay tuned for that episode, and uh, thanks again for being on today. Thanks, Pat, for coming on, and we'll talk to everyone later. Thanks for having me. See you. Bye.